in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Welcome to another solo episode. Okay, this week I have two big subjects to talk about. Um, you know that I like reviewing what's happened on Instagram. I love putting out posts and then seeing your reactions and then integrating that into this podcast. And this week I had two very interesting um, reactions to a post that I wrote about your family of origin doesn't have to be your family of destination. That got a lot of response from people um, sending me private messages mostly. There's still a little bit of shame around family um, disconnection and, you know, um, not fully fitting in. So I feel like people don't really want to talk about it openly, but I'll let you know what people share with me and how I I feel about uh, this subject of not fitting in with your family, um, clashing, and maybe even the generational breaker that um, could be the role that you're playing. That's one subject. And then the other one, this is very unexpected, okay? I was following, well, I follow uh, this business mentor called Alex Hormosi, and he's always talking about business. But a few days ago, like two days ago, he posted about AI, artificial intelligence. And when someone who is kind of like me, you know, we have our Instagram account to talk about mostly one subject, my case, divorce, his case, business. When I see someone who is so focused in one concept and yet speaks about another subject, I pay a lot of attention. So I read what he said about it and he had some excellent points about AI. So I wrote, I I reposted it on my stories and then I wrote my very, very, very short take on it. (laughs) And same thing, I got a whole bunch of private messages asking me to elaborate and asking what was I talking about and what's what's happening. So I'm gonna touch on both subjects. Let me start with the first one because they're completely different. But again, you guys wanna talk about this? Let's talk about it. The first one, um, dysfunctional families, families of origin that cause more pain than satisfaction, uh, families that are constantly riddled with conflict. And it may not be necessarily within all the members of the family. It may just be that you are excluded from the family unit, whether voluntarily or because you don't fit in. That's so incredibly common. I don't think that we have a name for it yet, but there is this whole presumption that if you are not connected to your family of origin, which will be your parents and your siblings, your brothers and sisters, that there is something wrong with you, that why can you fit in, especially if all the other uh, people in the family unit seem to get along. And that preconceived belief first of all, it's obviously wrong. There is nothing that 
the person who is feeling alienated may have done to cause that, that will justify their family of origin not fitting in with their belief system. That's one thing that I want to clarify, that even though there may be that shame and that presupposition is not necessarily the case, and I'll explain in a second why. And the other thing that I want to talk about is that your family of origin, your parents, your siblings, you didn't choose them. Even though you grow with them at the same time, you may not be growing in the same direction and at the same speed. And this is really important because just because you were born in one family unit doesn't mean that you're gonna share the same values, the same opinions, the same interests, and ultimately belief system. And this is what causes a lot of separation. A lot of people feeling like they don't fit in their family of origin. And up until now, there's only been this secret shame, this quiet desperation, this trying to fit in forcibly if necessary. But I want to invite you to explore the possibility that so many people who don't fit with their family of origin are creating what I call their family of destination. And the family of destination is the family that you bring together. You consciously get to choose who your partner is going to be, your children, I mean, let me, let me be very clear about that one. We do not get to choose what our children are going to be like, but we do get to bring them into this world and guide them. So hopefully you do have a little bit of, I really don't want to say control, but influence over their personality, over who they turned out to be. But you can definitely choose your partner. You can definitely choose your friends. And some of those friends are really going to become soul brothers and sisters, people who you can fully rely on, who you may go to when you need help or you want to celebrate. I mean, they really can become your, your support network and, and those really embrace you. And then I've also had the experience of having even, uh, I call her my foster mother, not my real mother by any means. My biological mother is still alive. But um, it's this wonderful um, friend's mom that I actually connected to her in, in such a wild way when I was living in the Hamptons in, in New York. And we just stayed in touch. And I call her my, my foster mother. And she, she is this mother figure that I wouldn't even say she, she compliments what my mother <laughs> gives me in terms of um, nurturing and guidance and protection and support. She actually provides what my mother doesn't, my biological mother. And the same with brothers and sisters. Um, I have a network of friends, my, my friendships that are so deep that they are the first people that I will reach out either for help or for celebration, like I said, more than my biological family. Now, I want to invite you to understand that one of the reasons why this may happen, that your family of origin is the one that you clash with, and yet your family of destination, if you have been fortunate enough and proactive enough to have your family of destination, feels like it fits like a glove. I want to invite you to explore the possibility that you may be the generation breaker, the generational pattern breaker for your family of origin. And in our collective in our collective consciousness, we're going through a major process of 
um, upgrades and recalibration and dismantling of old paradigms. And this is the, the time in, in our history that we've had the, the space and you may even wanna say the privilege of being able to work, to do so much inner work. And many spiritual seekers, many individuals are finding that when they do this inner work, they, they understand that the reason why they don't fit in their families because their family's um, belief system or, or just some of their, their behaviors and dynamics, they are unhealthy. They need to be reconsidered and probably after the evaluation, they need to be reconstructed. So that's the job that you may have adopted without you even knowing. And that's why instead of fighting, they, oh, I can't fit with my family of origin. It's so stressful to go and spend the holidays with them. I feel like they don't understand me. They don't get me. They uh, reject me. Instead of feeling like all of that, it's a huge burden that you have to overcome by trying harder to fit in, um, putting yourself in situations that you don't enjoy, they don't enjoy, um, overriding your boundaries. Instead of doing that, how about embracing the possibility of being the one that gets to change your family lineage of destructive behaviors? And once you start working from that possibility, then what used to be a burden, an objection, something that produced shame, could be the catalyst for so much healing in your family, in your lineage, and definitely moving forward. Like you, you will stop a pattern that would have caused a lot of sadness, grief, trouble in your family of origin, and you won't be giving that to your family of destination. Like imagine what kind of a world we're gonna live in when all those generational pattern breakers embrace that role. And it will also help us come from a place of more compassionate understanding and knowing that instead of forcing our getting along, we may want to start embracing and respecting our differences and act almost as a mirror to our family of origin of how the dynamic is unsustainable and maybe even present them with a new way of interacting with each other, especially if that's how you do it with your family of destination. Like my family of origin and my family of destination, the family that I created with my husband and my children and his children, that you can't compare the two of them. They're like, I am the, the connecting link. And yet it's it's impossible to see how those two families could even come from the same template. The way that we communicate, the way that we support each other, the way that we love each other is it's just so different. And I am showing my family of origin how it can be done, how we can handle conflict in a different way, how we can communicate in a much more conscious manner. So I wanted to just give you that little shift in perspective from this is a problem that we need to solve to this is an opportunity for our families to heal. And as we approach the holiday season, and as Ram Dass says, if, well, he said, if you feel that you're a very enlightened human, go and spend a few weeks with your family. I know that the tensions may get very high and people feel really stressed about it. 
because of what I was just describing, maybe we can go in with this different attitude and see if the result is more beneficial for everyone involved. On that note, I also want to let you know that I am running a workshop on the best emotional processing tools that I've ever experienced in my coaching career. I use them with all my clients. I use them with my students for the Holistic Divorce Institute. And we're going to be hosting a 60-minute workshop on emotional processing tools to help you with the holiday season. So if you really want to see how you could translate all this jabbery mumbo jumbo that I just told you into practical steps, come and join us. It's next week, December 15th. And if you can come live, there will be a replay. We will send it to you. But I would love it for you all to come to the live so you can ask questions. You can um, be witness as well and, and share where you are in your journey and see if we can help you shift into this much more empowered position together. Okay, so that's all I was going to say about the family of origin and the family of destination. By the way, to those of you who have both wonderful families, kudos count your blessings twice because that's wonderful. <laughs> For those of us who don't, it's okay too. It's wonderful because you do get to choose your family of destination. All right, moving on to our second subject of the day, which is artificial intelligence. And what I said on the stories about, guys, there is so much that is being built behind the scenes of what we are seeing that we need to be very aware of the changes that are already happening, even if we're not witnessing them, just because we don't see them, just because they don't show up in the mainstream media, which by the way, it is showing up in the alternative media, doesn't mean that it's not happening. And I honestly don't want to go into much more detail about what I know about artificial intelligence. But I will tell you, my husband works with the metaverse and with everything that is being shifted and moved from our real physical 3D reality, it's being placed into this universe that exists <laughs> in another dimension. Um, I don't know how to explain it in layman terms, but everybody knows what the metaverse is. It's just we're moving into that virtual world, that virtual reality. AI, artificial intelligence is paving the way. And I, honestly, like I said, I'm not going to go into detail here, but all that I'm asking is that you guys do your research and that before we go ahead sharing more of our private data, which again, a lot of people feel that there is no problem. Um, but if I told you that they're creating surrogates with your identity based on the choices that you make and don't make, um, that they're monitoring, you may want to um, think twice about sharing your personal data, sharing your, even your facial recognition um, data points. Um, again, it's, I, I don't want to sound as an alarmist. I don't want to sound as a, you know, conspiracy theorist, but we are all going to be making choices within the next seven years. 2030 is the year of singularity, is when artificial intelligence will surpass human intelligence, which is not hard, to be honest. And this is the part that I also want to emphasize. I don't see all of AI being a problem. I think that the mismanagement of AI and the letting it happen without our input is the problem. 
So all of this, all that I'm saying is that we have seven, seven years where we're going to be making a lot of decisions. A lot of them, people are going to be making them unconsciously based on what authority tells them, based on what their peers tell them. They've already played that playbook and it works pretty efficiently. So for those of you who don't want to just follow the crowd or follow the new imposed rules, I ask you to please do your research on artificial intelligence, on the metaverse, and on how this is going to impact you, your livelihood, your livelihood, your family, uh, your finances. And what I said on the post was, are you prepared? Because AI is not coming. AI is here. I was reading the comments and everybody was like, oh my God, is this really happening? Is, when, when is this going to happen? And I was like, people, it's not coming. It's already here. It's replacing humans as we speak, which again, not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing, but it has to be a control process. And since we are being kept in the dark, there is no input from us. So some people are making the decisions for all of us and you will have to make decisions in the very near future. Our children, our children actually have to make crazy decisions and without going super in depth for it, but um, the, the way that the human species is, is evolving um, or devolving, whichever way you want to. Uh, say is that this is Gen Z, which ironically enough is the last letter of the alphabet, is the last generation that would be um, entirely human. Moving forward, there's going to be a very strong emphasis, if not imposition, upon humans to become very integrated with AI. And again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Neuralink. It's the one that has the most information from Elon Musk. Um, but that's just that's just the one that they're telling us about. Like I said, if you really start digging deep and this is one rabbit hole that is worth going down to, you will see what's happening in, in all the areas of our um, physical structure that are being, quotation marks, enhanced by the technology uh, supported by artificial intelligence. So our children in the future are gonna have to make the decision of whether they become integrated into this AI um, metaverse um, alternative world, which will be the real world in the future, um, where people will have direct access, direct access. They won't need a phone, they won't need a computer to all the information that is provided to us. Whether they wanna be part of that, which will involve modifying their, their physical structure, or they will want to remain fully human without these um, upgrades and modifications, but they will be at a huge disadvantage in all respects. And, and again, look, look into it, look into how it's gonna uh, affect your job your job that may very easily be replaced by um, artificial intelligence. How is it going to affect your health? Um, very soon, there's going to be, um, again, when, when we start having those devices that will uh, get measurements of our health vitals and then connect them to the AI that then will tell us what we need to do, whether we want it or not. It will start releasing those chemicals into our bodies. Um, so that's going to affect our, our health and our health system. The doctors, as we know them, 
will not be here. There'll be AI, which will be sold to us as way more efficient. And um, it's true that the third leading cause of death in the United States is doctors um, malpractice. So they will sell it to us as in an AI will never be able to make those mistakes. In terms of um, movement, automated um, autonomous cars um, will be the only way to move around. And again, that will come with a lot of restrictions and a lot of limitations on how far you can go will be sold to us as, again, AI, wonderful, will never make you crash as opposed to a driver or yourself that may get tired, drunk, or asleep behind the wheel. So it will seem like a wonderful convenience at first, but then it may not be so convenient. And last but not least is um, the functioning of our financial system, which is already being transferred from physical cash to the CBDC, the central banking digital currencies. And um, that will also mean that we will be very limited on how we can use our resources and our finances. So like I said, there's plenty for you to research, plenty to look into it. And most importantly, once you do your research, decide how you're going to prepare. And, I noticed that some of the flack that I got from that comment of how are you preparing is because um, some people who may not be the most advanced, sophisticated thinkers immediately equate the word preparation with preppers and with survivalists and with people who are just waiting for the doomsday. That's not what I'm saying, people. There's no, <laughs> there's no survivalist plan for the AI infiltrating into our world. It's happening. It's going to happen. What you need to do, and maybe this is the word that I'm choosing to, to use moving forward, hopefully it doesn't ruffle so many feathers, is how are you going to position yourself? How are you going to position your family, your businesses, your health, your everything that we just talked about in a way that you are protected and that you don't have to make a choice that maybe go against your values of freedom and sovereign decision making? That's all I'm saying. How are you positioning yourself? As always, there is plenty of opportunity in anything that comes our way. We can, maybe we can stop it, but we can decide how we want it to be implemented and how we want it to be rolled out. And most importantly, even if we have no say in it, how are you going to position yourself so you are not negatively affected by it? Those are the two subjects that I wanted to touch upon, mainly because, again, you guys told me, hey, um, can you discuss a little bit more about this? But I'll keep on posting on Instagram and we'll keep on seeing your reactions. Please send me DMs. The Instagram, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is Olga Nadal, HDA, for Holistic Divorce Institute. But I think that if you enter Olga Nadal, it will show up. And yeah, let's keep the conversations going. And don't forget, if you want to come to that emotional workshop, I will add it on the notes and then you can go and sign up for it. And I'll see you next week. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.